Hey, good morning, George. Good morning, Carlos. Hey, welcome to the Milwaukee Media Podcast, episode four. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Guys, I brought sound effects today. I love it. Yes. What else do you have in there? Um, there is, let's see, there's this guy. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we have to find like specific situations where we can just plug that one in. That would be fantastic. That's the goal. That's the goal here. Yeah. We're just gonna, I have to, I'm going to have to be thinking about what we're talking about as well as the sound effect that goes along to with add it. to the production value of, course. of what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, is this? Oh. What is <laughs> firing my laser? Firing my laser. I don't know what that is. Um, well, so we're in your home today. Yeah. Thank you for having me in your beautiful home. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that the people that are listening to this will appreciate the better acoustics. Yeah. It's, it does. It there is like this certain. We're not in your home. You know what? We are in a prime studio location, <laughs> state of the art recording facility. Yes, we are with sound boards and yeah. you know mic rigs. It's true though. I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we have we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we talked about it. My origin story and in, in that I I'm a musician, so I actually have a lot of stuff already. That's kind of like, you know, we're not professional podcasters yet, but we. You know, we we have enough gear to, like, get us going. You know, when I envisioned about doing a podcast, because having listened to a lot of podcasts um, and also liking to talk, because that's what I like to do is have talks with people and conversations. Right. When you and I would have our conversations, I l immediately thought to myself, well, Carlos is, like, at least 50% of the way there. Because he's got all the gear already. Right, right. So this is going to be something that we could definitely get going. We could just jump into, I was which like, is yeah, what we Mike, did. Just pack your, pack your gear. I don't know what you do for your gigs, but do that and bring it yeah, over. Pack. <laughs> and, it, and it is kind of like we're in a studio because there's like guitars around. Like there's two guitars behind you. There's a guitar over there. So we are in a premium recording facility. Amen. Amen. Yes. I like to think about it that way. Yeah, but in the background, you'll hear some traffic once in a while because we're in miami and that's just part of our life sounds of cars you get cars in your house and i get planes on mine because i'm so close to the airport oh you yeah. hear planes like you're by the airport overhead. yeah do you find that peaceful i don't even do you, notice it honestly that's that's what i either people say no there's i reach a point where i find the sound of planes peaceful or some people say i just I'll tell you what, that they're there. Sometimes it's really fucking alarming to hear a plane flying a little too close to your house. Yeah, dude. I can't that like, freak that me was, out, man. That's that sound was a little closer yeah, than I much. wanted it to be. <laughs> oh. But you survived it. No, no, yeah. I mean, yeah. I live to tell the story, <laughs> yeah. thankfully. Here we are. So I I have a question for you. I I, I went through something yesterday. I have a patient, fifteen year old. And uh, he was, we had a breakthrough, and that's that's a, a different story. But he basically, at one point in the conversation, referred to me as as old, right? And I said, "Well, you know, I always say it joking around because to a fifteen year old, forties old, and I get that." Uh, so, but I, every time they refer to me as old, I always say, "Hey, yo, yo, hey, 
you know, take it easy, bro. I'm not, you know, I'm not that old, right? And he says, no, 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 you're right. You're not old. You're vintage. And I was like, oh. And I, I, my, at first, I said, I like that. And then I started thinking, and I'm like, I don't know which one I, <laughs> I prefer to be called at 40. What do you prefer? Um, I'd prefer for a child to keep his mouth shut <laughs> and not discuss my age. Because as a child, I feel like that, that's disrespectful. It's oh, a little okay. disrespectful. You don't, you're, you know, maybe an elder. You don't disrespect your elders. You don't. Yeah, that's true. You don't disrespect your elders you know, ever. At least that's what we were told. No, I, mean, yeah, I was no. disrespectful as fuck. But well, you know. I, yeah, I was too. <laughs> you know. I get sensitive about my age, especially when it comes from a younger person. Um, but I and did I? I'm trying to put myself back in my shoes as a teenager. Did I think 40 was old? I thought 40 was adult. I don't think I. I don't think of it as, as old. I've always thought of old as like elderly. Right. You know, like I never thought my parents were old, um, but I think of old as like elderly, and then as like elderly and unable or like infirm. You know what I mean? Like being like in a wheelchair, being at a hospital, being sickly. Um, that to me is what old looked like. We don't look like what I think old looks like. Oh no! And even as a like, even as a younger person, as a teenager, you know, I, I didn't. Th I mean, maybe I would like say that people were old because of the way they acted. Like you, you know, you're acting like an old person. You're being un viejo. Right. Um, which I, I had a viejo moment this week. Did you really? I did. I did. Can you, so, you, do you want uh, to share? Um, it's and it's. Yeah, I can share. Okay. I'll share. Um, it was Thursday night. And do you remember when... Th well, you still go out. You know, you still go out to play your gigs. So yeah, yeah. I'm out all the time. Still I was are, out last night. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <coughs> yeah, sorry. Wow. Which is why I have to clear my throat so much. <laughs> I was singing for four hours last night. So, And Thursday night is a big night to go out in Miami. Oh, yeah. That I mean, at least... I, I. It's a big night to go out, I guess, anywhere. Well, in... It was college for, for a while. There was college night, which still, when I was like twenty seven, twenty eight, I'd still go out on Thursdays. But that's what it was like labeled as at one point. I don't know if is it still. Was, it was Thursday nights always a night to go out, and we associated the Grove for for college night. I'll say it, and from when I used to go out, there was nights that were definitely party nights, and it, and at least in Miami, it was like basically it started on Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday and Tuesday, sometimes Tuesday had fun nights, but like Thursday was always a fun night to go out. Monday was always a fun night to go out. Huh. Um, and then, you know, the, the weekend warriors go out Friday and Saturday because, you know, they have like grown up jobs and right. school and things to go to. But like the fun, fun, fun party nights were usually like on Thursday nights or Monday nights, sometimes Sunday afternoon. Um, but nonetheless, that's not the point. The point is that I was, at my house with David, my husband, and we're sitting in uh, our kitchen, and he brings over um, like a tub of you know vitamins and supplements along with his pill case, and I was, and I think to myself, oh, that's my pill case is low. I need to fill my pill case. And so <laughs> Thursday at nine thirty, we've got all of our you know vitamin D, vitamin C. CoQ10, seropeptase, beta carotene, hyaluronic acid, zinc, magnesium, alkaloid blend, uh, this anti-aging this, this anti-inflammatory that, to put it into my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday pillbox, AM, PM. I'm sorting vitamins and supplements 
on a Thursday. <laughs> Party time. Party night. That was my. And as I'm doing that, I'm thinking, I just start laughing. And David says, what are you laughing at? I'm like, mira que somos unos viejo. We're sitting here together, side by side, sorting our pills. Oh, man, that's funny, though. A Thursday night used to be but that's, like. that's nice, though. I, mean, I used to sort my thing. drugs on a Thursday. Right. And now I'm sorting like my, I guess it's another kind, but right. yeah. Same behavior, same, different product. Same, same energy. Right. You know? <laughs> same intention. Uh, no, very different intentions. <laughs> okay, no, no, I'll very, very that. different intentions. These into no. <laughs> Man, well, you posted that on your story, right? I did. Yeah, I did. I, and I was laughing. I was laughing so hard because, yeah, that's 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 one of those moments where you're like, well, here here I am. But do we secretly enjoy that more? What doing do I secretly that? Enjoy what? Doing that with David over being out. Or whatever. It is I wouldn't we used say to that do. I secretly enjoy sorting my pills more than I do going out dancing, but I. But I, I mean, I, I love my time with David. I do like that. Our my life is quieter. Right. Um. I do. I don't miss. Like I said last time, I don't. Mi- I never want to have my last hangover was my last hangover. Right. Right. You know. So I don't miss any of that, of those feelings. Okay. Um, but I, so I still, I would rather dance than sort my, my anti-aging supplement regimen. Which by the way, when is that eighties party again over at the, at Wood Tavern? It is. So it is the, it is, um, it's called eighties prom and it is always on the same night, every single night for like the last 15 years. And it's the night before Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving Eve. Oh, Thanksgiving Eve. Okay. Got it. Oh, good. Well, then Lauren and I know what we're doing. Yeah. We had a great time, man. We danced. Lauren and I danced so much. This is the most we had danced in a while. Uh, so that was really fun. And we're definitely going to do that again. We should po- we're going to post the picture of that night uh, on the Moaka Media. We took a good picture, uh, Lauren and I, you and David. And Greg. And Greg. Yeah. Yeah. That was, so I'm gonna, we should post that. Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. So I, I agree with you. Lauren is of the same mentality. She always said, because Lauren is eight years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Really nine. Most of the year it's nine, but there's a portion of the year where it's eight. So I stick to the eight. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. Um, and But she was always of the mentality where old is 80. That's her thing. That's her saying. She goes, old is 80. Anything younger than that is not old. So... Uh, and going back to my question, I decided that I prefer vintage over old. Okay. Yeah. Because when I think about the things that I associate as vintage, they're like still relevant, cool, just older in age. Well, vintage implies that it's aged for a certain amount of time, but it is still like in good working order. You know, like uh-huh. a vintage car will look nice as opposed right. to like an old car, which doesn't sound like it, it's, it may be broken. We don't know. Right. You know, um, but w- we agree that vintage is definitely sounds better than being called an antique. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cause that would, that would be the 80 plus. That would be 80 plus to me. If you say antique, I picture two elderly folks, you know, walking down the street together, super slow, you know, and I love that. I want to achieve that. Yeah. Just not at 40. Not, I don't want to look like that yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So uh, I, I wanted to o- I wanted to open that up because that was the experience I had and 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 this past week and then your experience this past week and that's those are things that just happen every week. There's something that occurs that makes me kind of giggle and laugh and say, "Oh my god, I can't believe I just can't believe I just said that." <laughs> you know? I do you? I just had this thought right now as we're talking, and do do you th- believe that? the actions that you take set forth like intentions into the world. And so, and so something that may not have occurred or an interaction that you may not have had is now happening because of what we're doing with this project. Hmm. Let's see. Elaborate a little bit. Like, I mean, like, are you, have you had, um, you know, we, this didn't exist three weeks ago. Right. And so have you had interactions since this started because as a result of what, as a result of this? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and yeah, because I'm, I'm grateful, which by the way, I'll take the opportunity to just thank everybody who has sent us messages and emails. We're going to get around to everybody. Um, yeah, but I am surprised with like the launch of this podcast i am surprised of how many downloads we have i'm surprised of the messages we've been getting i'm surprised of uh, most importantly to answer your question directly is yeah the the conversations that it has triggered and what i've experienced most with people is a sense of relief in a way like wow i'm glad that you guys are talking about it like yeah. this is cool i'm glad you guys are having the talk i i love by the way, George, thank you for everything you've done on Instagram. All of the Instagram is George. I'm loving the Instagram so, so much. Like all your posts, the captions, I love it all. But I, what I also love most is George's. Are we still calling it the unofficial slogan? Because George is. I don't think we're we gonna to, have the talk. Slogan is so such a vintage way of looking it's at a gimmicky. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, when we talked about what this podcast was going to be. Mm. what I said was we're just going to have the talks. We're going to have the way that you and I have always had those conversations. Right. And so that's, we're having the talk. We're having the talk. So yeah, no, I definitely had like that vibe. Like when you have the talk with your kids, you know, like you've always had that. We need to get together and we need to have a talk. Yep. I had that talk with Michael back in January. Yeah. That was nice. Or like when a friend calls you, like, "Hey, do you got a second to talk?" And you know, it's never just a second. It's not. Ne- it's <laughs> never. It's never a second. Or in a relationship where you've, you know, hey, we need to talk. Oh. oh. No, we don't. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no hablo inglés. Yeah. Nope. Not not gonna happen now. Sorry. Gotta go. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna delay so this for another week. That's kind of the vibe that I I I. Yeah. I, I it wasn't intentional, but th- there we are. So what what have you experienced? Uh, it's manifested differently for me it has been like I feel that I'm thinking about things a little differently oh okay Um, and I don't know like I'm just very I'm very pleased with what how it's been received yeah Um, I'm confident and what we've said yeah definitely um and i'm just looking forward to keep having the talk yeah very good yeah so i um we were talking before we were recording about you know uh, a topic that that came up and uh I'm, i'm kind of excited i'm really excited about this what we were talking what were we talking about right before pressing record what fear fear 
be afraid. <laughs> be very afraid. Shh. Yeah. Fear. Yeah. Right. So I would what I tell what I said to you is now that we've gotten out of we've gotten the the foundational episodes out of the way, like what we want to do, sure, who we are, and now we can forge ahead. Yeah. And so what I did is I went back to just listen to what we have already said and kind of get a gist maybe or an idea of um, any topics that kind of came up in each of our stories. Right. Um, some like lowest common denominator mm. of a very like big uh, feeling or action or manifestation of something that um, that we shared. And in doing so, uh, what I I know it was a, a big part of mine because I actually said it out loud. Um, and I feel like there was some a lot of what you said was built around this and it's that notion of um, like fear or anxiety or uh, that. Right. Um, And then I started thinking about fear Um, and side note, I, as part of, as a member of the team soul podcast, I had produced an episode about fear and it was called the fear episode and we never got to record it. So there's definitely something I still, still, I feel lingering about me wanting to explore this topic. And I'm, I like doing it here more than I like doing it there because there it's going to be more sports specific. Mm. And I think here it's, we can take a much broader approach to that. Yeah, sure. Um, And how, how are like, how fear motivates people, how fear affects people, um, how people use fear, um, uh, as as a tool, in you know in their arsenal of life, sure. Um, and and that, you know, I said in my episode that um, a couple of things related to fear. I said that I was you know I'm scared of physical pain. Yeah. Um, and I also said that you know me avoiding you know negative consequences has been a big part of the deci- my decision making process, which is rooted in fear like i'm afraid of like what could happen if i say the wrong thing or if i or if i like i I don't even know how to finish the sentence if i like but in my head it was like in my head it was do if i if i push too much or if i'm if i'm too aggressive um will i be seen as uh someone who's you know you know too is complaining too much you know like at work right um so those are just kind of the thoughts that were circling in my head sure. um, and swimming around as I listened to, to what we've recorded. Um, and I think that when you start to apply that, you know, to really the world, I mean, so, I mean, it's, it's huge. And I feel, I really do feel that people's fears fuck with them all the time and they may know it and they may not know it. And so since we're going to have the talk about things that people don't talk about, people definitely don't want to, I feel like people for the most part really don't want to confront those fears. No, that's true. So that's they true. do things like use substances that's you right. know, to get over, you know, you know, whatever that may be, you know? Yep. And so, and words that like, I think people like to use to not say I'm scared of this is like, oh, I'm very anxious. I have a lot of anxiety. And I am not a medical professional, and I am not a licensed <laughs> mental, health, mental health person. Um, and so this is me just 
calling it as how I see it and how I interpret it. So sure. you well, no, take I mean, it from there. Well, you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, on this podcast, there's going to be moments where I'll, I'll have my my, you know, psychotherapist hat on and then there's others where I'll have it off because like uh, talk, like we talked about in other episodes, I, I do a, I do great work. I'm really good at what I do. I'm just not good at applying it to myself. So, you know, that's that's why I said in, in my origin story that every great therapist has a great therapist. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so I, I have been able to process stuff. But more importantly, on the content of this podcast, I'm so, I was really excited that you said fear because that is the foundation behind why we don't do a lot of things. We don't communicate a lot of things. That is a big reason why we internalize. And it through that, you know, internalizing uh, that uh, process, uh, we end up creating anxiety and stress in our lives. And a lot of it is unnecessary. A lot of it is unnecessary because people talk a lot about being anxious. Mm-hmm. It's 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 flowing. It's all the time. I'm anxious. You know, there's studies on it. There's all these um, conversations about anxiety, but people don't take the next step as to what it is, why it happens, where it comes from, and how to how to diminish those moments of anxiety and those triggers and identifying what the triggers are. What triggers your anxiety, right? And um, and that's what you're saying. You know, fear sometimes could be used as a motivator. Right. You can do that. You can use that because if you know what your triggers are, then you can start manipulating and controlling how you are going to manage those fears and anxiety. So if you know that, you know, you're going to be lifting a heavy weight, for example. Right. And your fear, obviously, in that moment might be to miss the lift. That fear is going to drive you and it's going to push your adrenaline. That fight or flight response is going to be activated and there's a high chance that you will get that lift. By the way, you signed up for the MIA Classic. Yes. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you seem more excited about it? So I signed up because I know that it's a limited amount of available posi- spots. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather have one and then choose not to do it later on if I still don't want to do it. than feel like I want to do it and then not, you know, n- unable to get in. Right. So if I, if I, I, as the day gets closer and I feel, I still feel like I don't want to do it. Cause I don't, I feel like I don't want to do it honestly. Okay. So right. if I still feel the same way, I will try and sell it. And okay. if I don't, and then I'll just do it and it's fine. Sure. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. No, don't be. No, no. So, so yeah. So the, 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 but okay, stop. Cause you hark, like you likened fear in relationship to me with, um, it being like a task oriented thing, right? Like fear of lifting a weight or fear of missing. It's really more fear of missing right. the lift than it is like, or no, oh, well, there's a little bit of fear of like the barbell crashing on my head and me being paralyzed. Oh my gosh. Don't even get me started. But there's that. that. Yeah. But I know that there's, there's, I've never put so much weight over my head where that's happened. So everything that I have done has f- whatever fear comes in where it's wherever it comes from which i think we should talk about where it comes from sure um i'm able to my i I am able to consciously tell myself there's nothing to be afraid of right you can do this right you're stronger than this weight there you go so that i know how to be that's like the practical application of me overcoming that fear like 
because I know that I am able, I'm strong enough and capable. Um, and there's no unknown mm -hmm. really in my head. Right. I'm able to overcome it. So I use like for me, I know one of the tool, one of the tools in my toolkit to overcome my fears that I do have and my anxieties is, you know, information and practical experience. Absolutely. Because fear is, I think, irrational. It comes from a whole bunch of different places. 90% okay, of yeah, where our Where does words. it come from? I'm sorry? Let's talk about, I think this is a point where we should discuss roots right. of fear. But just right before we enter that. Okay. What you just described is, you described two things, a benefit and an ability. Okay? So the first is the, the benefit of being able to have insight towards what your fears are to be able to to work with it right so that's that's the benefit and the most important thing that you mentioned that you talked about in your example with lifting your ability to uh, implement that positive self-talk that example shows that we all have the ability to do the same thing but with bigger even bigger things in our lives we have the ability to control our stress and anxiety, we have an innate, built-in, hardwired ability to manage those worries and fears. Yes. And that is where a lot of people trip because a lot of people talk about what they're scared about. They talk about what their anxiety is about, but that they're not doing anything to um, surpass it. They're not doing anything to, I'm in control here. I'm in the driver's seat. I'm not letting fear and fear that leads to stress and anxiety. I'm not going to let that take the driver's seat. I'm I'm in the driver's seat, and this is how. And the anxiety still exists, but I'm going to choose how it affects me. I'm going to let it. I'm going to let anxiety become my friend. I'm going to become friends with my anxiety uh -huh. because then it becomes much more manageable, and you can use it to to apply it to different energies in in your life. And that, so what you described is beautiful because it is an example. And, and even though it's a, it's a uh, example about lifting and it's more micro, it applies to the macro. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. But fear, where do you think it comes from? I'm taking my therapist hat off right now. See, because where does fear, there's, there's, a, there's a couple answers to this. There's one that's, that's fact and one that is the unknown because we're all different. So... Where does fear come from? Me? Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, the, I would say that most of what is baked in the way that I think, like most of my thinking, um, was like that foundation was laid and, and set I mean, from the moment I'm born till the mo, you know, till I guess like teenage years, which is, you know, you're growing up in the your the house that you live in with your parents, and so as, you know, it's I think a lot of the, what fear is and how fear manifests um, starts there with the parent-child relationship, um, and so if you grow up in a house where you're scared of getting in trouble because you don't want to be punished, right. um, you do the right thing. Exactly. Or if you are, if, if, or, and I guess there's a, there's a bunch of different ways of looking at this. You know, I, I grew up in a house where I did not want to be punished because it was always on the table. 
consequences, punishments um, were to be avoided because they fucking suck. Yeah. You know, being locked in your room or being, you know, spanked um, does not feel good, especially having it come from someone that you like love, like your parents. Sure. And so that um, I think fear, the seeds of fear, my fear start there. Um, yeah, I was afraid of getting in trouble. Sure. I mean, that's that's the, the first of all, fear is something it's 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 part of our genetic buildup. We're born. It's a it's a primitive. Emotion. I mean, I know my I'm, my right. parents used fear to motivate me to behave. Exactly. And like most of us. Right. I mean, that's, that's what where parents, I, I learned it. Yeah. It, because what happens is in your mind as a child you're 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 going about your life and you you think every decision you're making is the right one and then you're being corrected and I mean, you don't way, know any better as a kid exactly. you, you're not you conscious of consciously aware yeah. of the decision making process as a child but that's where the process begins where you say oh things aren't always going to work out the way i think they're going to work out or i did this thinking i did okay and then all of a sudden i got you know a pow pow right yeah and, i don't remember doing the, i can't remember Papa was a my, spanking. Yeah, my way. parents were the ones that they are the ones that established the ground rules as to what was quote right and what was quote wrong. Same here. Yeah, my parents. Um, did the and same so, way, so that all that behavior is learned, obviously. Obviously. And I'm, we're talking from our experience, but it seems like we're agreeing to this. Oh yeah, um, I mean it's a standard. I mean you talk to most people. I mean we can't speak for everybody, but yeah, most people. Well, look, have you've that got fear. kids out there that don't have that same kind of. They don't. They, they don't have that 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 they don't have that experience, and so their understanding of what is right and wrong is very different. Um, Absolutely. And so we need to like at least acknowledge that oh, of our experience isn't the only experience. Oh, absolutely. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah no, of cool. course. I mean, great. but but that should that should go without saying for the rest of every episode of this podcast because you know like we're not we're we're just speaking based on you know the what the parameters I mean, yeah. of what we know. Yeah. You know, yeah. Obviously, there's a bunch of research out there. I mean, there's troubled teens that I work with that never had a parent, foster home to another, one foster home to another, and you know, never that stability and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah I'm there's grateful. always that. Listen, I'm very there's grateful always for that. my privileged yeah. level of fear. Right. Like you know, yeah, exactly. Privileged <laughs> level. Can you write that down? Privileged what? level of fear. I like that. I mean, it, it that, is. It is. Like, no, you're listen, right. I'm it is. Fearful that my the the the, the my two parents. Who provided me like a house and home would 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 punish me was my level was my first inkling of fear. Right. Um, I think is is definitely a privilege as opposed to, you know, not knowing where my parents are or not knowing when my next meal is going to come or being hungry or not having shelter or, or you know, so an unreasonable level of. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't want, like the word unreasonable because it assumes it diminishes the experience. But you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. No, yeah, it, it's it's. I, well, I can't. I I don't. I don't understand that, and I don't want to try to. I don't. I don't understand what that would go go through, and so for me to even discuss it, I feel like it just diminishes that experience. And so I, if we ever like have somebody who went, went through that, I would like them to tell that story. Of course. It wasn't mine. Oh yeah. There's a yeah. lot, and there's a lot of stories out there. That's for sure. But I'll write it down. Privilege. So yeah. can... <laughs> I mean, bas basically, <clears throat> excuse me. We, um, yeah, I mean, we're born with this fear, but we're also born, uh, you know, we're born with a defense mechanism too, where we're, we're, we're detect. I mean, we're sorry. We're hardwired to, to look out for danger. You know, that's, that's part of, we can't control that. We're born. We come from the factory that way, right? We 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 uh we're we are designed to look out for danger, but it more in the primitive sense. So you know, if you go back to like the cavemen, right? And 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 you know, you're out hunting, 
and you see a lion or whatever wild animal is around back then, uh, and they start that animal starts running toward you, what are you going to do? You're going to run away. You're going to run, right? Because that's 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 what it's used for when you are in actual, real danger where your life it's a life or death situation, and and that fight or flight response is activated. And we're grateful for it as a species. We're still around because of that me- uh, defense mechanism. So we're happy we have it, you know. And the problem is, is we in our in our society we reach the point where we misuse it, and we don't realize we're misusing it because now we the fight or flight response turns on with perceived danger, right? And so, you know, there's an unexpected, you know. I don't know. Let something happens. You wake up and uh, there's fraudulent activity in your checking account. And you're missing five hundred dollars. Okay, that's that is our. We're in a society where our body and our emotions react as if a lion is running toward us, and that's not the case. The case is that there's a ninety percent chance that the bank is going to respond accordingly, and you're going to get that money back. Right? There's that emotion of an inconvenience and an extra thing to do and and money is a very sensitive subject to a lot of people so sure you know but especially when you don't have it Listen, especially when you don't have if, space if you've got like you know if, if if fraudulent activity is you know found on your like debit checking account card yep. and that's what you've got to make it through your day and that money is needed to be there because you've got rent due and your landlord doesn't care that your card got cloned at the gas station because that shit happens care. in Miami all the fucking time. Right. And if you already wrote the check out, they're like, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Everyone's got a story. Everyone's got But you know what? <laughs> right. And then it sucks. And then that, yeah, there is definitely anxiety. And I hate that feeling like money anxiety. Well, money anxiety. That's my uh, personal trigger. My, the, I've, ma- I've really managed to control a lot of my anxiety. That's the one thing that. You know, because I I grew up in a in a mindset of um, of scarce scarcity or is it scarcity? Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, and not abundance. So uh, that's my current. What I'm working on myself on right now is not only my distorted self image, but yeah. I'm also reaching a point in my life where I'm acknowledging that I live in a world of abundance. And uh, so, but because of maybe the way I was raised, or you know, maybe you know, not having too much money growing up, uh, then, you know, there's always that money is a good, is a solid trigger for me. So, so that's interesting. You know, that, that's, that, so when I, if I was in that situation where I wake up and there's fraudulent activity on my account, I automatically, I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of what I'm talking about. I enter survival mode. I, I, my heart starts racing. I get panicky. I, you know, I'm not, I don't call the bank. I go to the bank. And like I, in person, in person. Yeah. I talk to a banker and I, you know, and I say, Hey, this is what happened. You guys need to, you guys need to handle this. Like right now I need that money now. And, and I realized, wow, like, they're like, sir, just have a seat. Yeah, exactly. The next attendant will be right with you. And I'm not like that with anything <laughs> else. You like blow into the, you know, the chase, wherever <laughs> you're banking, yeah, whatever know, bank it is. <laughs> they're just on every corner. So I used it. Yeah. Fear. Give Someone me took my, my money. money. <laughs> give me my money. How <laughs> I got a fraudulent activity. You're like holding the smartphone <laughs> over your head. Everyone's like turned around looking at you like, sir, just write your name on the clipboard and you know, everything's going to be fine. Everyone's going to be okay. <laughs> just, just take a seat. Would you like some water? Right. So I, that's an example of me misusing 
that very natural defense mechanism that we're born with. So fear is a big part of who we are and how we're built. It's a matter of how you accept it, how you acknowledge it, and then what you do with it. Right? Well, let's talk about that part because we can, okay. you know, we know what everyone understands, you know, how what fear is. Mm-hmm. We all know how it feels. We all feel it differently. Right. You know, and so if we can identify where it's coming from, you know, I, I for me when I when I work to find solutions um, to whatever issue that I feel is like an impediment to any kind of growth or is a barrier to a success or just kind of just getting in the way and then I need to overcome it. Um, I just really get, I get very analytical. Um, Cause for me, it's easier that way. It's, you know, writing like almost like a to-do list of tasks is easier to makes makes, any kind of like goal um, completion, I don't know what that word is right now, uh, so much easier. Yeah, but it makes sense. You know, yeah. uh, and so it's, so if the goal is to like get over fear, and that's like a really big goal, and I think that's something that you strive for. You don't strive to ever achieve or to complete that because to do so is dumb because you're going to have it for the rest of your life because fears are feelings you know they're not you know tangible you know events you know fears occur and so in the moment it's identifying oh this is i'm having a this i'm scared of something or i'm having anxiety and then it's like how what tools do i have in my toolkit to move through this how do you move through it move through this because we because you can get you know because it is not doing having taking a um not doing something like no action inaction is a choice does it's that make a, sense it's a choice and a huge anxiety trigger like we're not going to do anything about it because i don't want to face it right we're pretending it's, it's de- not happening it's a decision that, that is you are making that decision yeah, that is a decision like i'm scared itself. to like whatever i'm scared to open the door so i'm not going to open the door right right you know like i was i i, I didn't want to face the fact that i had a drinking problem um so we just didn't we just <laughs> we yeah didn't exactly talk about it. yeah we didn't talk about and it. And you didn't have a drinking problem. Huh? <laughs> that was that's another level of self talk. It's not only that we're not talking about it, it's it's like exactly how you said it. It's like, um we're not not only are we not gonna talk about it, we're not gonna talk about it because I don't have a drinking problem. So that's denial, right? That's like the first, you know, the way that we say, No, we're not I'm I'm not I don't wanna deal with this right now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that's that's the That's a little bad. Too. Yeah. How do we deal with it? Easy. I don't have a drinking problem. You know, that's that's usually what ends up, you know, Fuck, uh, that's really shitty. Yeah, that's what. It, but that's what ends up happening. Yeah, that's that's usually the first, you know, that's I had the never first thought thing. of it like as denial being something to cope with, um, you know. Oh, absolutely. That. I never thought I never I never dawned on me. So if if it, I, I don't know what the exact terms are, uh, but I, I think that for males, eight alcoholic beverages a week. Is anything more than that is considered alcoholism by who though? I know, no, I, I don't even want to get into. That's I, a cultural I, thing yeah, too. Well, I don't, want, I don't even want to get into that. But yeah, but, when, but the thing is, is that when somebody who drinks eight drinks in a night, and you tell them that, the first thing is, yeah, it's that it's it's a denial, right? It's like, no, 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 wait a minute, you know, like, no, that's not true, you know, not, yeah, I can have ten and be fine, and and you know, so, but let's let's digress because we we so yeah, th- all right, so. I think that how do you what are the tools? How do you cope? Right? How do you cope with 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 these fears? How do you cope, Carlos? How do I cope? Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So 
I, I go through a, a process. Uh-huh. Whenever I'm feeling anxious, uh, well, the meditating has helped. I've continued meditating. So meditating gets me in a good place to do what I'm about to explain. The first thing is that when I, whenever I'm feeling anxious, I, the first thing I say is only 10% of what you worry about will come true. 90% of your worries do, ne- do not come true. And I say, okay, what uh, out of my fears, which ones are rational, which ones are irrational? And I separate that. And mind you, this isn't like a 10-minute like process. This is all happening within seconds in my mind. Right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm saying, okay, which one's rational, which one's irrational? Okay, perfect. Um, and then from there, as the day goes on, I pay attention to triggers or events or trigger events, whatever you want to refer to them as. And then if my heart starts racing or I feel anxious, you know, I say, okay, well, this, this event is, is creating a thought and I, I can't stop, I can't stop that thought from coming into my head. No. Right. So the thoughts in my head, right. But the thought, thought is, is what's going to lead to the emotion. So there's that pocket between the thought and the emotion. There's that pocket in between where I have a choice to, in, I have the ability, the innate human ability to intervene at that moment. And some people in extreme situations, for example, the loss of a family member, they are going to override that. I'm, I'm, I'm subconsciously choosing to not apply this right now because this is so impactful that I am going to feel sad. I'm going to cry. Don't tell me it's going to be okay, right? So there's that. And then, but then there's life, real like day-to-day life situations that are not worth getting your health involved right by elevated heart rate and you know end up having some kind of heart attack or something right so there's a pocket where you intervene and you say okay i know that the way i think about this is going to affect my emotion and that's where we all need to live every day multiple times a day right if if i you know if 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 one day i'm like george you know what i'm i'm really upset with you you said something that really pissed me off right then there's that moment there's a trigger event and then the thought of it could go well i don't give a fuck you know i don't give a fuck what you think what the fuck why are you approaching me like this you fucking asshole don't even don't talk to me like that there's always that approach right and then those thoughts are going to lead to that behavior that be that reaction right that that negative reaction so you wouldn't tell me that because you'd be afraid of what i might say no 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 what i'm saying is i would i would tell you that it's it's about when your reaction to in that in that example, your reaction, that thought that you're having, you might have an automatic thought that might be negative, but you have the ability to turn it into something positive, right? In that pocket, right before you, right before it enters that emotion, which emotion leads to action, right? So, if if let's go back to the bank account example, right? I could, the trigger event occurs, my thought process is, I'm broke, my life is over. My emotion is going to be extreme anxiety, sadness, uh, incapability, uh, all these negative things. I'm going to go to the bank because that's my reaction. I go and I physically go to the bank. And the way I portray myself is, you know, this is unacceptable. Why is this happening? Um, You know, this is a really bad day. It's always a bad day to have $500 less in your bank account. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, so, you know, but this, in, in, and instead I could intervene on that thought process and say, okay, this happens to thousands, if not millions of people every day. I am just one of them. I am not special for this happening to me. 
It's called Fraudulent Activity. Mm -hmm. It's 2019. This is a technology-related, hacker-related event that is super common that banks are trained to deal with and have, you know, and for the most part, these banks are insured and they have systems in place to make sure you get your money back. And I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to take a deep breath because I live in a world of abundance. Those $500 are going to come back to me. Not only is the bank going to give it back to me, but I have many ways to earn that money back. Right. And um, I'm, I'm going to just be relaxed about it. And I'm going to call the bank from the comfort of my own home instead of getting in my car and driving fran frantically. I'm going to sit down like we're sitting down, you and I right now. I'm going to enjoy my coffee. I'm going to get on the phone and I'm going to say, This is what happened. Yeah, you're like fast and the furious out onto like, right, right, right. Away. <laughs> with yeah, the hair on fire. To get my money. Right, right, right. Led Zeppelin playing in the background. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, that's what you know. That that it's that pocket. Because okay, but that's you're, easy. Okay, let's talk about difficult. Things. That's easy. All right, you so know, that's, that's, that's like an easy. That's like a video game level an one. Easy, easy, like easy way. I would say even like you can qualify that as rational. Uh, okay, cool. So let's talk about irrational. Those. Ooh, yes. You know the dark. You know, the dark fears. The ones that you can't. That don't have, you know, an easy fix, you know, because, you know, because it's, you know, it's emotional. It's relationships. Oh, the relationship you know, it's, one. Yeah. Um, and relationships between, like, between friends, between parents, between, you know, parents and children. All the different types of relationships that exist, you know, employer-employee. Um, yeah. And moving through, moving through those moments. Because it really is, like... A feeling in a moment sure you know so i saw um a very good i saw i guess it's a meme and it was it was like a visual representation of 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 this where it's like if you are always thinking about the past you get caught in depression. Yep. And if you're always thinking about the future you get caught in anxiety. Yep. And so the focus is to be like conscious in your present you know and to maintain a level of presence like i am here in this moment yeah and so what has happened and what will happen um doesn't you know is not the focus the focus is in this moment and so like the idea that you are like the breath you know taking a breath and having your heart like calming yourself down um reminded me of that like coming if i can stay keep myself present in where I am right now and then step by step, you know, tackle that issue. It helps overcome those feelings. Yeah. And you brought up I, because I, I skipped this as right. rational or irrational oh, as it may be. Oh, absolutely. And first of all, you, you, I, I, for, I, I missed a step in my process. Oh, and I, so thank you for reminding me. You triggered something that okay. reminded me. It's very key. I can't, I can't even believe I forgot it. Locus of control. What? Locus of control. So there's an external locus of control and there's an internal. Wait, locus? Lo locus. Like the, in like the insects? <laughs> like those swarm of insects that come and destroy crops? Yeah, but in, in, in the therapy world, yeah. we Or like that old like yeah. biblical like plague thing? <laughs> is, is that the word? I mean, 
Is it? I, I mean, know. it's it, that's how I learned the concept. I mean, locust of control. Locust. Let's see, locust of control. All right. So, yeah, that's that's what it's called. It's 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 uh, in personality psychology. Locus of control is what a degree to which people that, believe Carlos? that they have You're control. All right. So here we go. So okay. here we go. External locus of control. Internal locus of control. All right. No, so, it's not the same word. It's so, a different word. No, it's not no. locust. No, not locust. Locust. It's not locust the insect. It's this one. Right. Yeah, yeah. Locus okay. of control. Yes. Okay. So L L O like focus but with an L. Yes. Okay. So everybody, take a deep breath. <sighs> Internal locus of control. External. Most of us navigate external locus of control, which is when we we allow our emotions and our reactions to be dependent and contingent on things we have no control over. All right. So people who tend to be martyrs, victimize themselves, uh, everything. If something goes wrong, it's everyone else's fault. Lack of accountability, self-accountability. What did I do wrong? Right. It, lack of that. It's always, you know, it's it's like a, a child that is you know, always going to blame. Oh, he did it. Point fingers. Right. But in 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 life and in the world. And then there's internal locus of control where you get back in the driver's seat and you say okay this is my situation this is what's happening now what can i do about it what's in my control and what is not in my control right and that is the you know i have the trigger event and one of the first things i think about the part that i skipped is okay of this situation what do i have control over and what do i not have control over and what can i do to be proactive because proactive behavior leads to good results it leads to positive emotions and an overall a, a better experience than if you focused on the external locus of control make sense yes yeah so that's so that's one thing i forgot because you're talking about if you think about the the past it leads to depression it could right mm -hmm. if you think about the future it leads to anxiety because anxiety is pending doom the feeling of pending doom and 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 out of that that comes from irrational fears that or rational fears but either way a lot of those fears are fears that you have no control over so if you start focusing on what you do have control over in that moment which is what you were referring to like i take a deep breath i get present right and that already is a good tool in your toolbox to handle those moments of fear and anxiety and worry and stress and all that so. But how much of that, how much of our hardwired experiences do you think gets in the way of our ability to consciously do that over and over again? Because if you think about it, we're raised to be like tasked, task accomplished oriented. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, task oriented. Yeah. You know, like you you have a list of chores to do and if you do all your chores maybe you get an allowance or right. if you go to school you eventually move to the next grade and from the next grade and the next grade and you get older and then you're in this like basically like eight let's i mean for, what's next what's next well, what's our next? experience has been like it was an 18 year cycle of you know of school and tasks and goals and accomplishments and being positively reinforced for those things you know so the kids that got good grades went to good schools and the idea was that we were sold was they're gonna have a better life right right 
do you can uh, do you recall this oh, feeling? Because this I recall the oh, maybe it wasn't that clearly put out there, right? But that was the I felt like that I definitely feel that it was a very big underlying message. Sure, of course, for basically my the first eighteen years of the my white life. picket fence. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. now, like now, remember because we're now men of a certain age and we're forty and we're looking back, right, on how we got here, with the goal of like moving forward with a full tank of experience, you know, and you know, gas. Right, right. <laughs> And and fitter and thinner and, yeah, yeah. and more tan. Yeah. But also remember, <laughs> like when I said that, and I talked about it in fitness, but it's also true in everything, and that is that there, when you accomplish something, there's this like kind of this notion that it's you've checked it off and you don't have to like go back to it, like you don't have to revisit. You don't have to revisit it. And what I've the, the, what no one ever told me and I realized it on my own is that the shit ain't never done until you're dead. That's right. You know, and so you, it's, it is a, an constantly like occurring uh, series of actions that you need to maintain. It's ongoing. You know, it's, it is ongoing. It is you know? ongoing. And um, regardless of, of anything, oh my God, I was losing my, I lost my train of thought. Um, I said this because so if we're hardwired to believe that, you know, you finish kindergarten, you move on to first, you don't have to think about kindergarten anymore, you know, or like you you take calculus to get the credit, but you don't have to think about it anymore. Right. And so we're hardwired to think that we're going to do something to like, you know, to pass the class or to to move on to the next level with with no thought of without looking back on it. Right. So we don't really carry forward um, the lessons that we've learned. A lot of people. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. And so, and if you're doing that, you know, basically like in a life situation, um, you are destined to make the same mistakes over and over again. That's right. Right? That's what happens to all of us in some shape, way, or form. Yes. And I've seen that manifest in my life. And I'm, and I, I had that realization. Um, I don't know. If, it was very recently. I'd say within the last like 18 months. Um, and it was through, uh, listening to this really great like Cliff Notes podcast of a book, um, and do you remember the book? The book is called The Power of Now. Oh yeah, um, yeah, sure. It's by Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, it's yeah. By that guy. Um, and I I bought the book and I started to read the book and I fell asleep. And then I bought the book <laughs> online and I started That's to true. listen to the book and I fell asleep again. Yep. But then um, I found a podcast with him. As kind of like a workbook Cliff Notes workshop of the book. Right. And then it was, and it's him and Oprah Winfrey. And I mean, Oprah Winfrey is a great medium for being able to tell, get somebody whose point of view and have the masses receive it. Right. And so, in a way that's understandable. Yeah. And, and, clear. and so, when I right. heard, when I going through um, those, it was like a 10 episode podcast. Um, and then I was like, oh shit, I kind of get it. Right. You know, there is the, and his whole his the that book is about understanding how being present um is very very important and and crucial to like any kind of, you know, spiritual and mindful success um as well as the relationship of the ego and how it manifests itself. Um It's a beautiful book. It's so good. It's I mean, a beautiful, I would, I bought book. it cuz I think it's a good reference book, but I always go back to like specific episodes because yeah. i'm gonna find that podcast and put it in the notes it's really good it's so it's oprah oprah has a podcast of herself and she brings on guests and she talks to the guests and she brought him on for a 10 episode arc that's amazing because um, it, it was basically like i think that the book is 10 chapters 
and she went every episode was one chapter. That's perfect. Um, it's very, 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 very good. And it's effective. Um, I apparently. recommend it. I rec- I do recommend it because it's a really good way to be able. It's a game changer. That book is a game changer for sure. You know, like if you're if if you are a person who thinks, man, you know, like I have so much anxiety, or like, or you you've got these kind of like all these thoughts in your head, and you don't know how to unscramble it and you, tr- you know, maybe you'll follow like a hundred Instagram motivational posts and you'll see like quotes, which but barely honestly, do anything. I mean, like I do find myself, <laughs> like I, I have the intention of like, uh, this is going to help me feel better. And I want to just like, I downloaded Duolingo cause I had the intention of learning Portuguese, right. but I haven't opened that app in a really long time. <laughs> and I always scroll past those motivational posts, you know, you <laughs> I do like I click the motivational really- posts are just, they're, they are enhan- the dopamine shots that you get from each of those messages on Instagram. It, they're just slightly more enhanced. Like they're good in that moment. And then five seconds later, you forget that you yeah, read there's that. No, you don't you don't carry right. forth anything there's from no it. reflection it's, off of it. Yeah. You know, um, it's like mindful drinking. Exactly. You know, like like alcohol, but like for your mindset. Exactly. You know, it just kind of like feels good in the moment, but you don't get anything. There's but no benefit. Get, there's from no it. overall benefit. Yeah. And that's. In, but you know, I'm, I, what I like about those posts is that there's people out there posting it. That's what I like about those That's posts. That's fine. This I love point. that. That was but, the point. But so I think that. Um, well, I want you to finish your thought because I want to go back to how this all applies to relationships. Okay. Your original question. So the thing about it, when I was able to understand how like how the role of the ego and that's why I brought up this that podcast because they're the ones that defined for me what that ego role is right so was I able to understand it and the, and I've talked about this before and the way I describe it and it's really helped me out like a hundredfold and I, I I have discussed this on another podcast before and I know that it works because people have come up to me and said y- yes and that is that I'm a 40 year old adult male Right. Yeah. And I have and, and I know as a 40 year old male that I there's a way that I need to like I need to act in order to and be, you know, behave myself in society uh, to be, you know, a productive member of it and to have good, these good relationships with, you know, my husband, my family and stuff. But inside or in between in my head, there lives a five year old version of me. And that five year old version of me yells and screams for what it wants when it wants regardless of what is going I on want it around now it. i want it now i want it now or i don't want it i or don't, I don't wanna. want it yeah no i don't i don't want to i don't want i don't fucking feel like it <laughs> no, 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 no me sale de los fucking cojones. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's funny to picture a five-year-old saying those words though. Or or the fi- <laughs> or you know the other way that it comes out, like I'll have imaginary arguments mm. with people sure. about situations that have not yet occurred. Yeah, you rehearse. Yeah. We or like, and maybe they won't ever occur, but you'll just find, I find myself. You like, like to have it in the bank. You fights. like to have it just up your sleeve just in case it ever comes up. You know, like, uh, uh, or like yeah. you'll fight with your boss yeah. or you'll fight right. with, you know, the person that you're in a relationship with or you fight with your parent or your sibling or whatever. Right. And it hasn't happened. It hasn't occurred. It hasn't occurred. Maybe it's coming from a place where you have had this before. And so it's some sort of unresolved feeling, but your ego is taking you for a fucking spin. And in your head, it is just, you're in that, you're in that, you're in that. And so it is literally my, the adult taking the child by the hand and saying, Hey, shh. Right. Relax. Exactly. Relax. And it's like, that's like what I can, that's what they call consciousness. Like being conscious that in that moment, your head is taking you for a spin and you are not that thought. 
that is literally the and I and I had to create the five year old so that I can have a visual representation of the two different things, which is one is the ego, which is irrational, you know, thinking, irrational, emotional, raw thought, and then consciousness, which is the like our adultness, you know, you know, the maturity that we've reached, the understanding that we that, hope we've reached, that, that yeah. you, the understanding that just because you have this thought doesn't mean that it is going to happen or it's that we have to act on it or that we have to even we can let those thoughts just go yeah. and, you, you, and you don't have to up. connect it to the next to the emotion that you're feeling or attribute those thoughts to those people oh, right and that, that's yeah that's another thing like yeah why because then we start well, then we see that a person that person in a social situation and we already have preconceived thoughts and and feelings toward them and that's unfair to them yeah you know and that, so that's that's that, so that point is so crucial and i think that the reason why in relationships and, you know, romantic or relationships, friendships, you know, you're with your boss, parents, whatever, any type of relationship, that's why people are unable, they get anxious about situations, social situations and conversations because they haven't, they haven't sorted that part out because once you sort that part out, everything you described and create a balance there, then you, you will be in a position where you're willing to learn assertive communication and more importantly, conflict resolution skills. But you cannot attain proper conflict resolution skills if you don't put yourself in that spot because I'm not going to resolve a conflict effectively with you if I've rehearsed this conflict in my mind a hundred times, right? So, and that's where people get stuck because in, in, you're rehearsing a conflict that you're going to have with somebody about something that happened in the past instead of saying, you know what, I am confident that I have the tools to address this with the person if I ever get the opportunity, but I'm not going to worry about it right now. Well, that's like kind of navigating without people want to now want to get navigate the world with an assurance of the destination. So and and basically it's kind of like why people I liken this to like having to use um, some sort of like uh, map quest geo ways locator GPS system. You know, people want to navigate with the GPS everywhere because they want to know that where they're going, they're going to arrive at their final destination. And so it, you can't do that with a relationship. You know, you can't have like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to write out, I'm going to script out this conversation. Nope. And that will so never happen. It will backfire on you so badly. Because I'm scared of where it might go. So if I plan out, like, I'm going to say this, then I'll and be then in control. Gonna say this, and then I'm going to say this, then I'll be in control. Say this. Yeah. I'll be in control. And then we'll arrive to a place where I feel good, regardless of whether, you know, you know and, and, and it's like, I'll feel good because we'll both feel good. Right, exactly. And it'll or, be great. Or we're both going to feel good because I feel good. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> that is exactly that's exactly right. That is exactly what happens because so that's that's why it's better to have preparation, like you said earlier. Like there, you were talking about like to do lists and things like like have preparation. Preparation it goes for these types of relationships as well because you can't script them out. All you can do is have tools, okay? Of for example, listening, listening actively. Uh, the idea that over 50% of a conflict is resolved in the listening component. All it takes is for one person to set their ego aside, having faith that they're going to have a chance to talk and express what they're feeling, and invest that time instead of 
thinking about what you're going to say. So I can't wait for this person to stop speaking so I can say my piece. No, it's mm. like act, a, actually like actively listening to yeah. what they're feeling and then sharing. So we have listening, then we have sharing, which is where the empathy comes in. A, a, a quick, effective empathy statement where you connect the person's underlying need and emotion with the emotion they're actually feeling. So, okay, you're, you feel that I have wasted your time. I apologize for that. I can see how that's frustrating to you. And you can say it in a genuine way. The way I just said it doesn't sound Regardless genuine. Regardless of whether they're like, oh, right. now you're just being fucking right, condescending, right. Carlos. Well, but it could, it could, if I say it the way I just said it in this context, yeah, it, would, it could sound condescending. But if I actually listen, depending on what you're saying, because I care about you, George. And if you're mad about something, I don't want you to be mad. So if you are expressing to me how I made you angry, I'm not going to say it like that. I'm going to say why it more you, like, why don't you want me to be mad? Why no, no, does, no, 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 why, no. You, why is that thought even crossing? No, no, I'm saying is that nice, a, Carlos. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just using you as an example. Got it. Okay. All right, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm very, I'm very good with resolving conflict. I'm very good at conflict. I'm very good with ing- what makes a lot of people anxious in Can certain you situations. Sit in that conflict? Absolutely. Okay. I love it. I love it oh. because I love listening. I want to know because I it's it's twofold. I learn about you and I learn about me. Do you really love it? I do. I, well, no, I love it because I love that there's a possibility to resolve something and then have the relationship become stronger once you get out of that conflict. And I like that. And I think a yes. lot of friendships and good relationships stem from those, you know, uh, hurdles. And 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 conflict resolution is a tool to get, help you get through those hurdles and develop a stronger relationship. So it's not that I don't want George to be mad. I want you to be happy all the time. No, that's that's irrational all in itself, you know. But I'm saying it's like, you know, if you're upset, and like, George, you know, why are you upset? Well, Carlos, you upset me because of this, this, and that. And I'm going to listen to everything. So it, my empathy statement is going to be more genuine because, you know, I'm I'm going to say, man, you know, like I didn't realize I did that and. I could see based on like how you described it. I could totally see how you felt pissed off at me, and and that sucks. And I'm not happy with myself. I'm not happy about the situation. But what if you? Okay, that's great. Right. That's so, awesome. Right. Well, remember, I'm just talking about tools. I'm not talking about like how it could backfire. You see, the thing is, is that a conflict resolution system is one that's a cycle. You know, you listen, you share, empathize, create an empathy statement, you clarify, allow me to clarify that that's not what my motives were, that's not what my intentions are, that's not what I, how I wanted to make you feel. Then together, hopefully, you'll enter problem solving and then you'll ask each other questions. But you're going to have to, in a conflict, you might have to enter step one 10, 15, 20 times. So it's, 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 and it's, it's the assumption roadmap. being that both people are coming into this, into that, into that you know, into that interaction with the goal of overcoming whatever that conflict may be that's arising. Not necessarily because... No, because if, listen, if one person is going through this these steps, you know, that you're describing and the other person is not receiving any of it at all, then the resolution for the one person is like, well, I've... Th- we got to, this is over. Yeah. And unfortunately that, that happens. That's why it's so important. When I said earlier, it takes one person to give in, set their ego aside and be on the listening end. And, and that's where, that's where we fail. That's where we fail as people. I want to be heard. No, I want to be heard. Okay. You're going to hear me first. No, you're going to listen to me first. I can see that being also, I can see that what you're saying also being used as, um, like a superiority complex that a person might have, like I'm going to be the listener. 
Because well, I'm yeah, going to take whole, the high road. Well, there's a whole psychology behind that, too. And that's... and that's Because I've seen that happen, yeah, too. Because, you know, and you know what that means? And I've also been guilty of that right. myself. So that's why I know that it exists. I've been... I've done that, too. We've like, all well, done I'm, that. I'm going to take the high road. So we skipped, we skipped the most important step, which is we didn't set our ego aside. Right? You're right. Yes, you're absolutely right. You know? so, so, that's, so that's where you have to check yourself and say, okay, this person's acting like an idiot, so I'm just going to stare at them and listen. Because when I start dro- dropping truth bombs on them, then I'm really going to make them feel it. Which is a dickhead thing to do. But we all have been guilty of that. No, well, no, absolutely. You know? And that's I mean, the ego. Like, yeah, that's definitely yeah, that's that the, ego. So, yeah. so, and then I have to say, oh, damn, that's not, that's not resolving conflict. No. That's just creating more resentment. So I need to take a st- one step back. Let me get my ego in check. And and listen in a from a loving and kind place, not in a condescending place. Yeah. So it comes. So that's where the ego. That's why the ego needs to get checked, you know. And uh, which is another. By the way, it's obvious that George and I are big CrossFit fans. It's another thing you learn in CrossFit. You check your ego at the door. Well, you know? I mean, the opportunity for that lesson presents itself over and over again. Absolutely, all the time, <laughs> every day. And that's yeah. kind of life, right? Right. Like absolutely. You, you get smacked with opportunities to learn and to and to Absolutely. grow over and over again. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, those are and those those are key things that I feel that would 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 help because what causes fear subconsciously is when people secretly know that they don't have the the tools to to do these things or to communicate in this manner. So they avoid they avoid conflict they avoid conversation yeah. they avoid because they they don't, oh I, I'm not sure I would. I mean, I'm not sure I know what to do if somebody, you know, confronts me or, oh, you better not mess with me. If you confront me, I'm going to let you have it. And then you burn bridges that way. And, 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 and yeah, so the fear is a lot of fear comes from a subconscious uh, message that says, you know, maybe I have the lack of know-how to handle myself in these situations, too. So when it comes to fear and relationships, the best way to overcome that fear is to, like you said earlier, uh, you know, have tools in your toolbox as to how to, you know, how do you actively listen? You know, how do you empathize? How do you clarify your intentions, what your motives are? I mean, is it aligned with what they thought, you know, and uh, problem solve together, ask each other questions and have it be from a place of kindness and love, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> George is smiling. He's just smiling right now. What, what's what, what are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking that this is a good place to stop. Okay. All right. And because there's a lot more to say. Sure. Absolutely. And, oh, ongoing. It's ongoing. And um, I, from here, I think it's a we, there's branching off, um, to do. And I like to end things with uh the doors open, and to other things. I love that. Um, yes, I love that. But I agree. yeah, I um. I think that understanding, having like an understanding of like what, where your fear comes from, how it got there, uh, and then how it manifests, um, gives you a, 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 a place to begin to think like, well, what can I do about it? Right. Um, and so that talk is for another episode. Right. Okay. Well, I love it. Um, Moaka media at gmail.com guys is our, is our email guys we've been we've like like carlos said earlier thank you yes thank you extremely for, grateful thanks for the love um thanks for the questions um I, people have been reaching out 
asking like, hey, love what you've got going on. How can I get involved? You know, I've got, you know, I really am feeling what you're saying. And I'm like, I love that it's making a connection. Um, this is, was, there was always the intention is to like get out there and connect. Um, please like tell a friend, repost this on your socials. Yes, please. Let help, you know, carry our bucket of water into the world. Um, if you like it, you know, share that with people um, and help us get this going, help the, help us broaden our reach. That would be amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I agree. And just one little thing, when you share uh, or you want us to share something, please specify uh, whether we can, you know, whether we can use your first name on the podcast or if you'd rather just keep it anonymous. Uh, that's one thing that, you know, that's come up and I've had to ask questions. So just specify that when you send your messages and questions and stuff like that, because we might refer to it on the show and, and we want to know the best way to do that and respect your your privacy and confidentiality with that. So. Moaka Media. Moaka Media. E episode four. Thank you. Thank you so Bye. much. Bye. 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 Bye.